Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the pilot episode of the Rust Belt Rundown. My name is Nick Fopiano, and I'm joined here today by Taylor Evans, RBR's founder and president. Taylor? Yeah, Nick, thanks for um, setting this up. And um, I just want to give you a special kudos. Nick started with us as a marketing intern recently and uh, really has a lot of creative ideas. So we're excited to see where this goes over the course of the summer and, uh, you know, what we might... Uh, what we might uncover in a couple of these conversations. So thanks for making this happen, Nick. Absolutely. So first, let's talk a little bit about our company. Mm -hmm. uh, Rust Belt Recruiting was founded in 2017 with an impact-driven mission. Three years and 16 employees later, this mission is standing strong despite the current adversity facing the workforce mm -hmm. as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Um... It's a weird time in the world, as we both know, and um, we, uh, I, uh, I've seen a lot of other companies have to make painful decisions, um, obviously ones that affected uh, people's livelihoods, and when I say other companies, I mean competitors in our industry. Um, we've been fortunate to, um, you know, have a strong foundation, both financially and uh financially and just organizationally in terms of what we were trying to accomplish and certainly a strong client base as well that has allowed us to weather this storm. So um, we continue to, to, to grow and push through this storm, but um, it is a weird time in the world for, for all people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, we're obviously at an inflection point with the, COVID pandemic in our nation's economy. Um, how do you think manufacturers will respond to this? Do you, do you foresee companies utilizing recruiting services like RBR more frequently or, or even differently as the economy begins to reopen? Yeah, you know, first of all, I think manufacturing did pretty well through all of this. And one of the reasons for that is manufacturing is an essential business. I think this has been a unique opportunity uh, in our country to put a, put a spotlight on manufacturing once again and um, see how much of a backbone to our country it is. With everything that has been a struggle over you know a couple decades now, getting people into the trades versus um, higher education, it has been a period in time where, you know, this coronavirus, these last three months, have really spotlighted manufacturing. So um, the workforce as a whole had it was flipped on its head. I mean, we saw record unemployment numbers. We saw just tons and tons of um, change to our workforce. So I foresee personally that this is going to create a surge in the next, I mean, we're even starting to feel it now, but in the, in the next couple months, it's gonna be crazier than ever because the economy is gonna try to start ripping again. Um, there's gonna be a lot of catch up. There's gonna be hopefully a lot of economic activity uh, coming in the next, like I said, now to six months. So I foresee people needing to turn to recruiting companies and staffing companies to be able to get them the right people back in their door. 
So with that being said, what has RBR done to prepare for the upcoming manufacturing boom that you, that, that, that may very well happen? Yeah. So, you know, when um, coronavirus was kicking off, uh, I think we were at like six or seven employees, um, roughly. Um, we have increased our headcount now to about 16 people. Um, so more than double the size of our staff. Uh, we are, uh, we have strategically added a lot of talent to our organization. And, you know, for me, the, this was an opportunity where people were assessing their job. Sometimes some great people who are now on my team got laid off for one reason or another by their previous employer. And uh, in a lot of cases, it had nothing to do with them. And I decided to be opportunistic and go pick up some of those free agents that became available. So we, we've upgraded our infrastructure um, and, and a lot of back of house, back office stuff, evaluating all of our systems and processes so that we can not only continue to be strong on the direct hire um, recruitment side, but also so that we can offer more from a temporary staffing standpoint uh, which right. is something we've been gradually gearing up in over the last year and a half. I mean, the life of the business is only so much, but um, with manufacturing, people very often want to see um, people start temp to hire or something something of that nature before they, you know, bring a person in. I think with the uh, with the way the workforce has been turned on its head once again, they are going to want to get a chance to try individuals out to make it in uncouth terms before they bring them into their organization. Right. And, you know, there, there is a lot of concern sometimes with big booms. Um, with that in mind, how sustainable do you see this trend being? And uh, when do you realistically see the, the workforce um, begin to level out? again yeah so um i mean first of all we're talking manufacturing staffing here manufacturing has been hurting for years in terms of uh workforce so you know call it a boom call it just call it what it is i, I don't even think it's a boom neck i think it's just how it's been for a long time but there's more free agents out there you know on unemployment and stuff so from a sustainability standpoint, um, nothing's nothing's really actually changing that much in right. manufacturing. They just continue to need people. There are companies out there that are desperate. What I think we might see is a bit of a more open-mindedness towards people getting uh, upskilled or reskilled into different job functions. Right. So there's been a lot of change. Uh, a lot of job cuts in hospitality and retail. Um, I said this on a, one of these podcasts uh, that I did the other day. I don't think people are going to, how do I want to frame this? I, I don't think that people are going to want to go through again what they're going through now. I mean, that's a simple statement. But right. they're going to look at where can I have a secure job? And they're going to look at what was an essential business through all of this. And they might see some opportunities in manufacturing, warehousing, distribution. And it's like, wow, 
that was a steady job through all of this. Whereas, you know, I lost my job in retail or hospitality industries that are a little bit more vulnerable to the ways of the economy. So, and in the state of the world. So, you know, I don't wish, <laughs> none of us want to ever go through this pandemic thing again. Obviously. But, um, we're much more alert and attuned to what, um, what impact it can have on our lives. I think people are going to make strategic decisions to put themselves in a place where it's like, you know what, this job is solid. It's not going anywhere. And pandemic or not, I'm still going to have work. Yeah. Now, what makes Rust Belt Recruiting stand out? You know, there's obviously going to be stability um, in manufacturing again. And, and, so what really helps RBR stand out in times like these where a, a new precedent might be um, a lack of interpersonal connection? Um, how did we adapt in the last three months? And, and what will remain in place going forward? Yeah, so, I mean, it's funny. I was talking on the phone about this two, three hours ago with one of our sales guys where it's like everything is changing, whether it's wearing a face mask. Um, gosh, have, have you shaken someone's hand yet since all this started, Nick? Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't, I don't think I have actually. Yeah, <laughs> come to so I just that. had like my first handshake last week, and I was like, is it gonna fall <laughs> off? Is it moisture? You know, is it? You know, is it infected? Whatever. And, you know, I tried to play it cool, and then I kind of slipped off to the bathroom, and I'm like, you know. So um, I think we're seeing a lot of data around the, 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 the risk in all of this, and I think we'll go back to normal. Yeah. And we're all a little heightened to all of this stuff now in a way that we weren't before. So how can we continue some of the good things that have happened? Hygiene and sanitation and all this stuff is more important than ever. So, I mean, some ways that, you know, we've been able um, to make changes is obviously working on behalf of our clients to screen and qualify people that are showing any type of symptoms. And I had multiple people, Nick, throughout COVID with a job offer who, like, had to all of a sudden quarantine for two weeks just because of what happened. So, it's this weird time and the workforce has been forced to adapt to that. But, you know, what, what, what protocols and processes will stay in place? I mean, we're going to do everything we can to continue to create the safest and most healthy work environment, obviously at Rust Belt. But we're going to obviously partner with our partners, our clients, be able to make sure that they're providing the cleanest and safest work environment too. I mean, Nothing comes before the value of someone's health and uh, well-being. And so we have to more than ever put that at the forefront. And so we have to be strategic in, you know, does this person need this? Does this person need that? I had one guy who couldn't wear the face mask, so I ordered him a face shield. You know, we got to meet people with where they're at, especially the ones who want to work right now. I mean, that's, right. that's a great thing that people want. There are people out there who still just want to work. They don't want to be at home. And uh, 
you know, I'm proud and happy to support them in whatever it takes to make them safe, healthy, and able to do their job most effectively. So those kind of small things that we do really help Rust Belt stand out, put us on the map, right, for, you know, excellent partnerships, excellent um, customer care, you know, put put the people first. Am yeah, I, am I right? I think at some level, it's just fundamental to us that we are a strategic partner to our to our clients. Every week, we're jumping on the horn with each client, going through things, getting kind of inside knowledge to, to what's going on. There are plenty of recruiting and staffing firms out there that are just a vendor or a supplier or a provider, whatever word you want to use. But to me, the fundamental of Rust Belt recruiting is being a partner. And if I am not your partner and it is not a strategic partnership where we can have an open line of communication about what we're trying to accomplish together, what we're trying to do for you so that your business is able to be more productive with, with a strong workforce, then it's not a fit for me and my company. So right. our company, you know, it's, that is, that is not how we do business. And that has been a fundamental since it was just my company. And it is something that I preach to every person who comes into our company is that we have to have partners and the people we place in jobs need to be treated like they are the, the best thing since sliced bread, you know, there, there's, and there's a lot of people out there that make us want to pull our hair out, you know, but at the end of the day, we are really lucky. We are privileged and blessed to be able to work finding people careers and helping businesses be able to work or move forward with those people in those careers. I truly believe that the work we do is beyond purpose driven. Right, so we we are lucky to be able to align with really awesome companies, and I'm like a kid in a candy shop. Nick. When I get to go into a, a into a factory, it's cool. Like I'm a oh, dude, yeah. you know, like you're you're walking around and you see these 50, 80 ton presses, and like I'm terrified of them. I'm like I'm not doing that job. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> things gonna eat me alive. But we get to find the people right. who are brave enough to do it. Um, but you, 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 you see these factories and these facilities and you're like, what do they do in there? And then you you walk inside and you're like, man, they, they make that, that's around here. That's pretty cool. You know? So yeah. I really consider it special that we get to work with those companies, but also, you know, we get to work with the individuals who have these awesome skills, like skills that, I can't even fathom, right? Like, I'm a sales guy, so I'm good at talking and listening. Like, that's what we do. And right. we, we, we work out a deal, and we, we provide you a service, and that's awesome. But some of these people that have technical skills that just melt my mind, where it's like, dude, that is sweet. You know, so right. I really am happy when we get to do this work and connect a great employer with a great individual, and, and I get to be part of the cool introduction and, uh, you know, get yeah. these people to work. So I believe, and you can probably hear it in my voice, I'm so passionate about the work that we do. It is so important, and I believe that to my core. And so because we get to do this work, we have to chase it hard and passionately every single day. 
And that's what you get from Resto. That is hard to beat because there's a lot of recruiting and staffing agencies out there that love the transaction that comes with it in our industry. They, they just want to make the money and, and do all that. But to me, I fundamentally believe that we do purpose-driven work and it's great that we make money for it. It is, it is the best. Yeah. Uh, by the way, to our audience, he wasn't lying. He really has drilled it into us that, uh, that mission right there. Yeah. I mean, oh. It's true. And I mean that from the heart. We are so lucky to do what we do. Yes, we are. And so moving on, what, what pre-COVID business practices are we bringing back? You know, how are we, how are we bringing back that, that passion um, back yeah. into everyday lives? Yeah. So, I mean, from a, from an execution standpoint, you know, we're beginning to open our office doors again. We're beginning to uh, bring the team in. We're beginning to uh, have the workflow resume to normal levels. Um, actually, I'd say we're busier than ever. But um, we are beginning to do different um, business operations that, you know, we had to slow down for a while. Some we had a client who had to do, and, you know, it was really hard on the candidate, but they understood they had to do seven different video interviews because wow. there were seven people that they needed to meet with. So they had to do that seven times. Now imagine if those, you know, if, he, if this guy could have gone into the facility, he could have met with four of them and then three of them and just had two dialogues and been done in two hours. So like, the the, the 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 biggest pain point I think we experienced in all of this is that hiring timelines and decision making slowed down, and so obviously that's part of our job to keep the candidate engaged, keep them like, hey, this is where the opportunity is at, and there's no smoke and mirrors to it. It's just like everyone right. understands this is a weird time in history. They're very interested in you. They're just trying to be strategic when they're going to make this hire because of X, Y, or Z reasons. But now we're seeing companies like, hey, we need to get them. You know, I, I had an old client call me uh, yesterday, and they basically were like, we need people now. I was like, we haven't talked in a couple months, you know, and the, you, you're like, I need them now. So we, fortunately, as an agency, have kept going, stayed busy, grown, scaled, expanded to where we're, uh, some other businesses are trying to kind of start cranking again. We've been running for a while and we right. continue to run down the path. So, um, and, the, and I knew that would happen. So that was really important to me um, that we didn't slow down as much as possible. Push when it's harder than ever. And, uh, uh, then when the when the road opens up, it's a little easier. So that's what we're doing from a from a business practices standpoint. Okay, so with that in mind, even though we're not totally out of the woods, have uh, just the overall business trends of COVID continued, or are you starting to see change, like a little glimmer of hope for us all? Yeah. So again, I think I said it to you. Um, uh, earlier, but you know, manufacturing, um, man manufacturing held strong through all of this, and I think we're all seeing um, the economy open back up again. Um, we're seeing the 
I think we're seeing the markets walk on eggshells a little bit, despite, you know, uh, continuing to expand and grow. We've seen a little dip here, a little dip there, but we, 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 we've seen um, growth in the markets, and I don't think the markets always are in line with reality. Um, but that being said, we are seeing things open back up, and, and, and the governors and state leaders and city leaders and county leaders throughout the country, federal leaders, are hankering to open the economy back up. So, I mean, I think New York City started to phase back open this week. We're, we're going to see the economy get going. But right. I think everyone's still waiting on data breath. Is there another surge coming? Right. What is that going to mean? How is that going to look? I do believe, I firmly believe that we are, we're going to continue to, we're, we're, we're going to continue to sustain a positive trend in manufacturing because what we've seen is that PPE was, you know, PPE production is obviously a manufacturing um, you know, it's manufactured goods. So we've seen it continue to pick up. It picks up here in Ohio. We just um, signed a company that makes gowns today, and they're busier than ever. And they make people like crazy. So there's right. companies out there that even if we do see another spike in COVID, A, companies are prepared to work differently. They've done it. And B, man, relative to manufacturing, we're, we've already got manufacturers who are turning the wheels on different goods and different products than they might have been making before COVID. You know, this three-month runway has given them time to shift their production and begin to put out PPE while their traditional product line might be a little down. Right. Are you concerned about a second spike, or are you just more with the mindset of, Keep our heads down, keep working, and we'll see. Can it be both? Yeah, it can. It can. Um, I, I'd like to say both. Um, I'm a I'm a human, just like you. Um, so, from that standpoint, yeah, it scares me. You know, I've got three little kids here at my house. I want them to be safe and well. We've all got families. We've all got loved ones. And uh, that always comes before anything else, you know, the economy, business, whatever. Um, but I also, as a business owner and as a leader, I believe control what you can control. And so we have to put our heads down and work and work, work smart, work hard, um, get as much done as we can with what's in front of us. It's that simple. So, right. Yeah, I would say I would I would opt to say both would be my response. So, uh, what do you see as the biggest obstacle to getting back to normal, and how do you think we'll get past it? Yeah, so I think there's a psychological element. You know, you and I talked about it early in the conversation. Shake your hands. Right. I mean, what is normal? You tell me what normal is, and I'll tell you how we'll get there. 
So I can tell you, my girlfriend makes me put on hand sanitizer every time I get in the car from a store or something. Like yeah, that. but I'm just saying, like, what do you mean get back to normal? That's gone. That that you know, Q1 2019 or Q1 2020 and 2019 and all that. That's that's like uh, BC in biblical terms before coronavirus. Um, we're, before we're, Corona. Yeah, before Corona. You know, we're we're in a new era, so I don't right. know that we're going to get back to normal. I think we're going to find a way to have new normals. Um, what is normal going to feel and look like? We'll see. I've gotten more comfortable with not extending for a handshake. It used to kind of be like, a, oh, no, I didn't mean that. Now it's just like we kind of see each other and, you know, nod, whatever. Um, gosh, it's, it's just... A, a new and different future ahead. So, right. I don't know that we're going to get back to normal, Nick. I just think we have to embrace whatever the new normal is going to be, and live in the uh, live in the world that is literally being formed around us. My brother-in-law right. said to me the other day, "We are literally living in a history book right now with everything happening in the world." So, um, it's just it's a crazy time in our country and in our world and we are literally living in history so final question what what do you have to say to everyone in the manufacturing industry and and the people that have been impacted dramatically by the whirlwind of events that have took place in the past three months personally i'm going to take those as two different questions to everyone in the manufacturing industry um, and all essential businesses, thank you. You are, you have been spotlighted as essential, and we as a country need to recognize you more and more for that. Um, because I think your, you know, these businesses that we have the honor of supporting, and numerous other industries that were deemed essential, um, it's just, it's, it's all of them had to get up to work and go to work every day, despite all the fear in this country and all the um, uneasy news that we were getting about the impact of COVID, especially early on when um, it, it was really unknown. Um, fortunately, we had some time to catch up with the protocol, but to those people, thank you. Thank you for all the people who've gone to work every day through all of this, because um, you're the true heroes. Um, to your, uh, what was the second half of your question? Everybody that's been impacted. Yeah. I mean, to those that have been impacted, obviously, uh, for those that have lost loved ones, um, I, I won't even try to make words around it. So um, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. To those that have, lost jobs um, i'm sorry and i'm hoping that if the opportunity presents itself we can help you or we can help you find a solution um, because it's not about just rust belt um, getting you the job it's if we can help you we will um, to anyone and to you know to, to people as a whole um remain strong you know, this is obviously 
uh, a Midwest business and uh, we, we do work nationally, but obviously gearing it towards American, we're strong uh, people and we can overcome this. It's gonna challenge us to live and look at things differently, but we can overcome this. So let's do it just like we have been day by day, step by step, brick by brick. Let's, let's rebuild what we've lost and get back to where we were because um, the, you know, the, 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 the rebound is going to be so much greater than the, uh, than it was before if we all buy in together. So that's my advice. That's my, my input to everyone. I couldn't have said it better myself, Taylor. Um, thank you guys for joining us today with our brand new podcast series. This is a new initiative for Rust Belt Recruiting, and we'd love to hear your feedback on how we did, and um, also please suggest topics for us to talk about. Uh, we have open ears. Um, we will be having a new podcast every two weeks, so stay tuned for our next production featuring industry updates, commentary, and business advice. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn by searching Rust Belt Recruiting, and you will find us. Visit rustbeltrecruiting.com to learn more about our cause and find the Rust Belt Rundown in writing, as well as other articles we have published. Taylor, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. It was uh, a pleasure speaking with you. And yeah. Appreciate it, Nick. You did an awesome job. Thanks for putting this together. <laughs>